listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Now, here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, Billy Sticker here. Welcome to episode number 98 of Cairo Candy. Every week on the show, we talk about how you can build your dream practice. And the first thing you need to do is find out exactly what that dream practice looks like. How many visits do you want to see a week? How many hours are you going to be open? What are your collections per week, per month? So on and so forth. And whatever your dream practice is, no matter what you're going through right now, it should be encouraging and inspiring to know that there are doctors out there who have built your dream practice. And if they can do it, you can do it. And so what my goal is on this show is to help equip you. And I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the knowledge. I, I'm just, I want to be your guide in this process for you building your dream practice. So my goal is to have other people on that can help impart nuggets of wisdom to you that can help you get to exactly where it is that you want to go. And on this week's episode, we visit with Dr. Jay Morgan. Now, Dr. Morgan had one of the most successful clinics in the country. They were seeing over 800 patients a week. And I'm sure most of you would consider that to be an extremely successful practice. Uh, They were collecting over seven figures in a year. uh, And that is a lot of people, you know, that's their dream is to have a practice like that. And even if your your goal isn't to have one that large, I mean, how happy would you be with, you know, half of that? Most of you would be thrilled. Well, I reached out to Dr. Jay Morgan and invited him on the show because I wanted to learn from him. You know, what are some of the traits that makes a successful chiropractor a successful chiropractor? Uh, Because now he goes and he speaks and he's actually had an influence and worked with over 8,000 offices worldwide. Uh, And this is what he does. He helps guys just like you get to that next level. So go ahead and uh, make sure that you are you don't have any distractions. I want you to pay attention. This is one of those episodes you're going to want to go back and listen to again and again. So help me welcome to the show, Dr. Jay Morgan. Guys, help me welcome to the show the one and only Dr. Jay Morgan. How are you doing, sir? Good, bro. How are you? Good, right up the road from me in Austin, just about what four and a half hours or so from where I'm at. That's about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into some of your story. Uh, why chiropractic? My mom took me to chiropractors my whole life. I've never been vaccinated. She always kind of got the chiropractic, you know, big idea. And uh, really, I'm one of those weird kids that uh, never really wanted to do anything else other than become a chiropractor. And so uh, when I was 18. Uh, I went to undergraduate school from South Carolina and then applied to chiropractic college and Palmer responded first. And so that's where I went and uh, really not a studious type person. You know, when I graduated Palmer, uh, D.C. was my uh, GPA and, uh, you know, not the brightest bulb on the tree, but kind of street smart. And uh, one of my instructors there at uh, Palmer, Rick Burns, the head of the technique department, introduced me to a legendary uh, chiropractic mentor named Chuck Gibson, who was uh, one of the first people to come out of Jim Parker way back, you know, 55-ish years ago, and was Jim Parker's uh, first superstar back when he was you know, in his mid-20s. Anyway, we hit it off really well, and he took me under his wing. You know, I believe in mentorship. Uh, uh, my father said it's better to copy a used idea than create mediocrity on your own, you know, and so it made good sense to me. And 
So uh, he was my mentor. I came down to Austin, Texas, not from here. I didn't know anybody. And with his mentorship, gosh, within uh, three years, we had one of the most successful practices uh, in the country. This was back, uh, opened in 85, beginning of 85. And within uh, two years, by 87, we were collecting about $1.4 million a year. That's back a long time ago. And seeing him at 800 a week, I had two associates, and we were kicking, kicking butt. And, uh, you know, when you go from being a starving chiropractic student to that kind of success, you kind of like who, who showed you and helped you. And uh, Dr. Gibson and I became best friends. And, of course, now 34, 35 years later, we're still best friends. And so he asked me if I wanted to help him in this program, Mentor Docs. And I never thought of that, but I'd never been to California before. So I thought, hey, this would be a free plane ride to get out there. And so I went out there and uh, worked with him. And one thing led to the other. And I mentored 10 chiropractors who were young like me at the time. I was 26, 27. And that turned into 50, that turned into 500 to, you know, 30 years later, it's 8,000 chiropractors. And uh, about 10 years ago, you know, I was on the road for so long all around the world. My boys used to think I was a pilot because I was getting off planes all the time. Um, I decided to retire from Dr. Gibson and I moved everything that we did and do online. And it's kind of a, a unique concept in that we provide, I provide myself. Uh, full support to chiropractors turnkey and I don't have to leave my home as you look in the, in the back window I'm looking out on Lake Austin and uh, my chiropractors don't have to leave their home but they can get full turnkey support so that's that's where I'm at now so I'm also uh, I'm also on the board of trustees at Parker my career's kind of evolved over the years to helping uh, not only chiropractors but now helping students because you know we all know it's super difficult and super expensive for them to get on their feet and going so I, I donate a lot of my time to that purpose you know let's talk about this it at the time of this recording it's the first week of 2017 yeah and one of the great things about you know January is it does kind of symbolize new beginnings you know yeah. everybody's ready to start fresh they, they tend to kind of refocus on their goals and plans for the year. Um, what are some things that you've seen, you know, some of the traits, if you will, that makes a successful chiropractor successful? Well, you know, there's, there's some, uh, there, there's, there's some key traits and patterns to success. <clears throat> and, uh, like my dad told me, he said, it, it's, uh, better to copy what works than to create mediocrity. And that makes a lot of good sense. And so I, I've never been uh, too proud to copy uh, from other people what's working in chiropractic. I, I wouldn't say that I'm an inventor of any of these success traits, just an observer of those and, and uh, someone who takes those and, and, uh, and puts them into use in my life and now translates those over into chiropractors' lives. And there's several. One, I don't know if any of these are <coughs> over and above the others, but one is optimism. You know, successful chiropractors are always on the lookout as to uh, what can happen for them. They rarely think about what won't work. Uh, when faced with a challenge, they rarely look how to get out of it. They look how to get over it and get past it and break through it. Um, so, uh, you know, optimism is a, is a key factor. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been, I've been in some pretty dark places as many chiropractors have been. And one thing I always hang on to is, is the rose at the end of that thorn bush, even though there's some stickers in my hand. Uh, number two is, is really important. Uh, 
and that is uh, is passion. You know, enthusiasm is a uh, is a Latin word. Uh, it means God within you. And uh, you know, when you're passionate, I don't care if it's a, if you have widgets. If you're passionate about it, other people will catch fire because you're on fire. It's uh, it's like the uh, you know, the people will basically just come to watch you burn if you're on fire. And that's one thing. There's two things that I've always had and I try and translate to, to my doctors is optimism, eternal optimism, and, uh, and passion. Um, the interesting thing is, is by nature, I'm an introvert. I'm a very shy person. I don't, I don't talk a lot. You know, I'm not the I'm not the light where the moth all fly to. I'm not the life of the party. I have just learned by associating with optimistic and passionate people how to get that trait for myself. So passion is a is is, is a very important one. Unfortunately, the vast majority of us as chiropractors have a tendency to be pretty darn boring. And uh, you know, when you're kind of melancholy and boring, et cetera, doesn't you know you don't have to be a preacher or a rock star or anything like that but you know you do have to elevate yourself to the fifth floor if you want to pull people up to the fourth floor you can't be in the lobby or the basement and expect them to get to the 10th floor of the penthouse it's not going to happen you got to be in the penthouse cranking that elevator yanking them up to your level that's important the third thing and stop me anywhere in here because there's a bunch of these that i've observed over three decades no that, but, that's really good one thing I want to get you to do just a little bit, if you don't mind, back up just a little bit off the mic. Okay. It sounds pretty good. You're coming through really, really well. Every once in a while, it's a little distorted, so we want to make sure everybody can hear well. Uh, but what you said about, you know, you've got to be on the fifth floor if you want to pull them up to the fourth, that reminds me in um, John Maxwell's book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. One of, he, one of those principles he talks about was the law of the lid. And basically, you know, if you're... You know, if you're a six, you're never going to attract eights. Right. You're only going to attract fours. That's right. Uh, so for you to be able to attract higher quality people uh, around you in your life, you've got to do what you can to grow, to become, you know, you've got to get to that penthouse. So, sure, so I, true. I really like that. So what's yep. the next one? Uh, the next one is consistency. And this is a big one. Um, as a rule, it takes 26 attempts <coughs> for people to change their patterns. You know, if you're a professional golfer and you're changing your golf swing, you're not going to go out to the driving range and hit a few balls and change your swing. It's not going to happen. You know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of repetition, and a lot of practice. Most chiropractors are just not consistent. You know, they're looking for that golden ring at the end of the rope, which, by the way, doesn't exist. The golden ring is hard work, busting your ass and doing things consistently and persistently over time. That's the golden ring. There are no shortcuts, and there are no magic bullets in this profession. If someone tells you it is, that's a fib. Um, but being consistent is, uh, is, is super, super important. Uh, most chiropractors try things two or three times. It doesn't work, and then they buy the next greatest thing or the next sales pitch or the next widget or, or machine thinking that this is going to make them successful. And they end up, you know, frustrated and broke. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. So consistency is another trait. Uh, then the other trait that, that falls in with consistency is persistency. You know, you have to be consistent, consistent, 
and you have to be persistent. You have to be the, the type of person that uh, when you hear no 16 times, you're willing to hear no 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and then you finally get to the yes on the 24th try. You have to be that person that's willing to bust down the door in spite of an illusion of an obstacle, that door being closed and locked. Um, another trait in, in, in tying in with that is being a people person. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I wish being successful in chiropractic had to do with how good of an adjuster you are. And, and quite honestly, you know, it's important to be a good adjuster. You need to get sick people well, take care of subluxations, uh, function, you know, whatever, wherever you are in your philosophical uh, level. But one thing that's for certain is you've got to be a people person. I've met the worst chiro chiropractors couldn't adjust their way out of a paper bag and they're me mega successful because they're people persons, people, people. They attract other people. Like, likes, like. Which ties into the, the next trait. A lot of these are, are you know, a part of a puzzle and that, uh, and that is being enthusiastic. You know, you, if you're enthusiastic, that's like a magnet. Um, and being enthusiastic will cause people to, uh, to to buy your message and, and to buy your recommendations. Like it or not, you know, you're a salesman and you're, you're selling chiropractic. You're not selling something that's dishonest or immoral or unethical. You're selling, you know, the greatest, the greatest thing that you could possibly sell. And that is health without drugs, without surgery. Um, yeah, I want to stop you right there. That okay. reminds me, you can see there's something, you know, I've got about, well, there's three bookcases here. I've got three bookcases on this side, another bookcase in my bedroom. I read an awful lot. And so as you're saying these things, I'm remembering different books. And there was one, I forget the author's name, but it's uh, How I Raise Myself from Success to Failure. Frank, Frank Bedker. Yes, I know it's Frank something. And yeah. he, he do, so you know the story. Of course I do. He talks about, you know, he was a professional baseball player. and uh, Life insurance. Right, but before he talked about it, he was a baseball player right. and he just wasn't that good. Well, you know, he was okay. He was a professional baseball player. This was like back in what the forties or something yeah. like that. And uh, well, he heard rumor that he might be getting traded or something. And this may not be exactly how the story goes, but you'll get the the gist of it. And he just made up his mind that he was going to go out there and be unbelievably enthusiastic. He was going to be almost cheesy over the top enthusiastic yep. Yep. and it totally improved his performance it improved the performance of those around him uh, and then you know after his baseball career he gets into insurance and uh and he's struggling and then he went back and remembered what he yep. did then and he did it in his in his business and the same thing happened he started getting the same results and so uh Classic book. I love it. Uh, when I started with my mentor in 1984, I was a college student at Palmer. The first book he gave me was that one. Yeah, it's very good. Yep. Good book. Okay, so the last one was enthusiastic. Yep. The other is, uh, uh, and again, not in any certain order, is is having empathy. In other words, being being willing and able to put your feet in other people's shoes. Um, you know, you, people don't, uh, don't want to know how much, you know, people want to know how much you care. 
doesn't mean you need to be a whipping boy or be a marshmallow, let people run over you with a truck. But it's also important to be empathetic. Uh, in my practice, you know, I, I even in a high volume practice, I was always the one that was willing to uh, to go that extra mile. I mean, talk to them at home, cut their grass if I had to, whatever it, it took. And it, that's translated into my uh, my mentoring uh, for the last 30 years. And I would say it's probably the number one reason why my doctors come to me and they stay with me for so long. My average doctor is with me for nine years because they know I really care about them. Uh, I don't, I don't care about the money. Uh, of course that's all part of making the world go around, but I, I truly care about them. So empathy is important. People will smell it. They're like a dog, you know, a dog can smell you if you're afraid of them or if you're, if you're, if you're not a, a good person, man, whenever, uh, Whenever I'm thinking about dating somebody, I make sure I bring that woman over and let my dogs <laughs> let my dogs go around them because I can tell immediately, you know, if that dog jumps up on your lap, we got a chance. <laughs> there you, know? you go. So uh, yeah, my grandfather recently passed away, and but there was I lived with him for a long time when I was younger, uh, so we had a really really close relationship, and probably in my I think it was early twenties. You know, you think you know everything. Yep. Um, and I said something, and I, I've never really been a what I thought is a judgmental person, person, but I, I said something about a situation, and my grandfather stopped me. And he was he's known as a people's person. I mean, he's great personality. But he goes, no, 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 no. Don't say you would never do that. It, it was something along the lines of, where, you know, if I was them, I never would have done that. He goes, no, if you were them, you would have done exactly that. Because right. you would have been them. Right. And it just the way he said that, it made me stop and think. You know, you don't know what led them to there. You don't know what, yeah, why they're doing what they're they're doing, you know. And we look at it from our perspective, uh, and they're looking at the situation from their perspective, and which is really why you do need a coach. Because you, you can come in and look at it from a different perspective. Um you know, which a good book that talks about that is uh, not meaning for this episode to be <laughs> a, a list of all the good books you need to read, but uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know, sure. Talks a lot about, you know, being able to put yourself in their shoes. Yep. Got it. Good. Yep. Uh, the next thing that, that pops to my mind on, on these this list is promotion. Um. You know, you you have got to continuously feed your practice, and uh, you know, stopping promoting it uh, is is a fatal mistake. And promoting it doesn't necessarily mean you have to you know get naked and run around the block in the snow. Uh, you know, it, it could mean that you're you're a lecturer type person. You might not be. You might be someone who's a little more low key, but. You know, there's there's literally hundreds and hundreds of options to get new patients into your office, depending on your personality. But no matter what your personality is, the key is is you've got to keep promoting your practice on a steady and a regular basis. Um, I guess kind of a side point along with that is what a, a, a lot of people refer to as the attitude of gratitude. You know, I, gosh, I, I came from such humble beginnings. My, my parents did not want me to become a chiropractor. Matter of fact, when I told them I was going to do that, they basically disowned me uh, because it was an insult to our, our family. That's another long story. But 
uh, you know, from that point and, and being starving, uh, starving and, uh, you know, in, in practice, you know, fearful and, and all that and going to the enormous success we've had, uh, over, over the last three dec decades, you know, I just have to pinch myself. I mean, it's, it's, you know, no one deserves to be this successful. I mean, I, I do and then you do. And so does every chiropractor. I mean, you should. You should be able to drive your Ferrari to your office if you want to. I mean, money's not the biggest thing, but the point is, is you deserve to have those things. But no matter where you are in your life and in your practice, it's important to have to have gratitude, to be grateful, to be thankful for where you are. I mean, e even in the worst case scenario, we are so blessed, and you are so blessed as compared to the options. And to the other alternatives and, and what other people are going through in their life. So that's important. Um, the other thing is that I, I found to be important is continuously learning. I mean, there's no end zone in chiropractic. There's no end point. There's no uh, spot where you've learned it all. And, uh, and, and you, you, you have the big idea and, and, and you've got it. You can't absorb any more knowledge. I mean, the most successful chiropractors I know of are continuously learning. You know, I, I have chiropractors that, uh, you know, I've worked with for 30 plus years. And whenever I give a lecture or teach a seminar or do a webinar or something, they're the ones that are on the front rows like they've never heard it before. They're seeing two, 400 patient visits a day, their offices. And guess where they are? They're on the front row. You know, they, they understand that it's vital for success to be a continuous learner. You have to always stay on top of your game. Knowledge leads to responsibility. Responsibility leads to control. Uh, control leads to, to uh, success and moving forward uh, in your office. You know, I, I heard it say, said before that success, it's like a, a number to a combination on a lock. You, know, mm -hmm. you may have all these different principles. You've got four of the five numbers already, but you never know what that one thing is yeah. that you can learn, that you can implement, that's going to unlock it and change everything. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, that's that's very true. Which uh, which ties in directly to the to the next key uh, key fundamental here, and that's being an excellent listener. You know, the vast majority of people, when they're in a conversation with someone or when they're in a seminar with someone or they're consulting with someone who knows more than they do, the vast majority of people are thinking about what they're going to say next. <laughs> they're not thinking about, they're not listening, they're not learning, they're not absorbing, they're thinking about what they're going to say. Uh, you know, I've had some conversations with chiropractors and consultations for 30 minutes, an hour. And I've said like three words. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, I should pay you. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, the bottom line is, is you need to be a really good listener. And one of the things I learned a long time ago is when to shut my mouth and open my ears. And those are really important things. You need to become a really good listener. It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do, but that's important. Um, the other thing that uh, that successful chiropractors do is they're very uh, they're very careful with who they associate with and they hang out with. That's important. You know, it's like uh, it's like, uh, and I assume I assume you're a Christian based on what you said. 
and your churchgoer, et cetera. You know, if you hang out with, uh, you know, if you hang out with people who rob banks, <laughs> you know, you're, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to go very far. You're going to have a bank robbers mentality. If, right. if you, if you hang out with people who are negative, who are down, who are depressed, who always tell you why you can't, why things are bad, why, why stuff is broken. If those are the people you associate with, that's what you're going to be. If you hang out with turkeys, you're going to turn into a turkey. You got to make sure that you're hanging out with eagles, with eagles. I had a friend of mine I, I was talking to earlier today who's str uh, struggling with alcohol, uh, struggles with, uh, with alcohol abuse. And, uh, and what she said to me, she said, you know, just my circle of friends, uh, you know, with my circle of friends, that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm the least drinker, you know, and I'm like saying, baby, you got to get new friends. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to get a new circle of friends. Um, there's two other things that I would say are on this list. And, um, BJ Palmer referred to it as that certain something. You know, those successful, super successful chiropractors have that certain something. If you were Austin Powers, it would be referred to as mojo. You know, those chiropractors have just that thing that, uh, you know, they look you straight in the eyes and burn straight through the back of your occiput. You know, they've got that certain something that makes you know that they know and makes you want to know what they know and you're convinced that they have that for you um which ties into to uh really the last thing that i can think of and i'm, I'm sure there's a whole bunch more but what i what i refer to as uh, as killer instinct and uh i don't know much about the houston texans down where you're from but i can give you an illustration with the dallas cowboys you know, you've got, you've got the Cowboys, and they're doing pretty good this year, but they pretty much sucked for the last 13 years. And their quarterback is Tony Romo, one of the most successful quarterbacks of all times, probably the most successful Cowboys quarterback, statistic-wise. Statistic-wise. But winning that, <laughs> winning that game when you got to win that game and have it ain't going to happen. It's why you've got one of the best quarterbacks on stats of all times and a team that can't win. And look what happens this year. This year uh, he goes out and you got this rookie quarterback who statistic-wise, statistics is not the best, but as far as killer instinct and putting that ball in the end zone and winning games when you have to win them and the right games, boom, look at them. It's a record year. So that's one thing that the, the, that the most successful chiropractors have is that killer instinct. Nothing stands in their way between themselves and being successful. Doesn't mean they cheat. Doesn't mean they hurt. Doesn't mean they're harmful. It means they're very honest, ethical, but they go for the throat of success in chiropractic. Well, let me ask you this, and we've kind of touched on a few, a few of them. Um, we've gone over some of the traits of successful chiropractors. What about some of the traits that they don't have? Well, you know, you can take everything we talked about so far and you can reverse it. And there's your answer. I mean, they're not passionate. Uh, they're inconsistent. They try things one or two times. They have no persistency. You know, they're told one time and they assume that it's going to fail. Uh, they, uh, they tend to uh, watch TV 
They tend to isolate themselves. They tend to fill their brains with junk. Uh, they hang out with uh, people who are not going to help them. Uh, you know, they, they associate with people who are going in the absolute wrong direction. I mean, you know, uh, you can go to any seminar and, and, you know, there's a group of people over here that are like spotlights. And there are a group of people over here that, that the world are falling to an end, coming to an end. Guess which group I'm going to? You know, I'm going over the spotlight. Um, uh, unsuccessful chiropractors have a tendency to have a me-first attitude. You know, what's in it for me? I mean, the, the key with chiropractic is loving service. Uh, um, Jim Parker said, loving service is my first technique. And that's important. Making money can't be your first technique. Uh, you know, running a successful business is important, but it can't be your first technique. Having loving, empathetic service has to be your first technique. And what, what the chiropractors tend to do is they tend to focus on their business and they tend to focus on their income stream and they lose sight as to what really creates both of those things. And that, that is loving service. Uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we have a tendency to not be grateful. You know, we focus on our problems. We focus on the things that didn't happen. There's an old expression by Jim Parker. It's called 80, 10, and 10. No matter how honest, no matter how ethical, no matter how hardworking you are, 80% of the things you work uh, that you do work out for you pretty darn good. Look in your life. 80% of the things that happened to you worked out pretty good. 10% of the things that you do, no matter how hardworking you are, will work fair. And 10% of the things, no matter if you're a superstar, a rock star, or whatever, 10% of the things will never work. So what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to focus on the 10% failure and the 10% mediocre things, and we, we don't focus on the gratitude of the 80% of the things in our life that's going great. You know, even the most mediocre, uh, moderately successful chiropractor is so blessed to do what they do as compared to, you know, if you go out of this country, you know, you go to a third world country, et cetera, or some places that I've been in South American things. Oh my gosh. E even the worst chiropractor isn't, is, is, you know, a, a total prince or princess compared. So it's important uh, that we have that attitude of gratitude. But I'd say the number one thing, the number one thing that chiropractors are not successful is they don't listen. They don't listen. You know, the, the key is, is finding somebody, I'm not self-promoting myself, I'm, I'm telling you how I learned it, is finding someone that cares about you and knows more about where you want to go than you know, and has been to that place and is at that place where you want to go, and you shut your mouth and you open your ears and you listen to that person and follow their guidance. That, that's, uh, that's a key. We, we all have a tendency, many of us have a tendency to not do that. You know, we, we, we think we, we listen, but we, we, we really don't. So, you know, if, if you turn those negatives, all those things into positives, uh, then the rest can be history to you. But you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, it's like a combination. You, you know, you can be empathetic, but have bad business procedure and you're going to fail. You know, you, you can have great business procedure, but not promote your office. You're not going to do well. You know, so all these things are like nine, seven, six. They're all parts of that combination lock that opens that door to success. Yeah, this has been a great, great interview. A lot of uh, a lot of value here, and we do want to let everybody know that um, we have a webinar coming up. 
that we're going to be where you're going to be going over the well, let's talk about that. What are some of the topics you're going to cover in the webinar? Yeah, we're going to talk about what uh, what I refer to as the five fundamentals to have a successful office. It all boils down to there are five basic fundamentals to success that if you copy them and if you learn those, um, then uh, you, you'll basically have success. And so basically, we're going to be talking about all those things in depth and how uh, how you can apply it to your office. And you can go to chirokeeney.com forward slash Dr. J, Dr. J-A-Y. Uh, and I'll also have a link to the show notes uh, for this episode uh, where people can find out more about that. If they want to reach out to you now and yeah. just want to get on the phone with you, find out more about what you have to offer, where do they go? Yeah, there's there's multiple ways you can do that, and, and I welcome uh, your call directly. I'll speak to you personally. Uh, my direct line is 512-343-2503. Again, it's 512-343-2503. Uh, you can also feel free to contact me via email if you want, and it's simple. It's my name, Dr. J at drjmorgan.com. That's D-R-J-A-Y at D-R-J-A-Y-M-O-R-G-A-N.com. Those are the two best ways to get me. Okay. I'll put a link to those in the show notes. Sounds very good. Dr. J. Morgan, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, you've just finished listening to episode number 98 of Cairo Candy. Make sure you head on over to the show notes to this episode. You can find those at CairoCandy.com forward slash 098. I'll have a link to uh, more information on how you can you know, find out more about what Dr. J has going on. There's uh, his phone number, his website, and a link to the webinar that we have coming up. Make sure you sign up for this webinar. Uh, we've talked in detail about what he's going to be covering, and it's some transformational stuff to help you get your practice to the next level. Very, very excited about it, but you can find those over in the show notes. And then I've talked about this on several of the last episodes. I've really been redoing a lot of the Facebook training, and I've tweaked some stuff and just recorded a brand new training all for 2017 for Facebook. Uh, I'll put a link to the show notes also uh, for that, or you can go to chirocandy.com forward slash FB training. So that's for the 2017 Facebook training for you. But that's it. We will see you guys next week on another episode of Cairo Candy. See you.